September the 29th, 2010. I'm going to hold out on my title just yet. I don't want to, I want to give that up just yet. Um, I had this really long introduction. Well, I didn't mean to be a long introduction that I was preparing. It started very short and then it developed into a page of introduction and before I knew it, I was Eric, um, <laughs> preaching multiple messages. Um, so, so I decided to nix that. But I tell you, it was exactly in line with, with what we were talking about, testimonies. That church, when we come together, we're supposed to have potluck every time we come together. Everybody should be bringing a dish to share in the spiritual sense. Um, and so that, that's what the introduction was, briefly. Um, the word that God's put on my heart um, is distraction. And I can speak about this because I am easily distracted. Amen. As my husband says, amen. <laughs> By the way, did y'all see the Cowboys game? No, I'm just kidding. See, that's the, that's the kind of thing that I do all the time. I'm easily distracted. Um, but God has been putting on this on my heart the word distraction. And um, I talked to Eric about it probably about a week ago. And, um, and it agreed with, with, with what was going on in his life as well. Um, so... The thing that I do when I get a word from God, I usually go look it up in the dictionary. Um, I'm pretty pretty simple and basic, so I just went to find out what exactly distraction was. So I'm going to give you that definition so that you can understand where I'm going. You probably already know, but I'm from Arkansas, um, so bear with me. Um, well, some of you are from Louisiana, so we'll leave that at that. Um, the definition of distraction, an obstacle to attention. Um, diversion from a chosen individual unto the source of distraction. To cause to turn away from the original focus or attention. And to divide or confuse the attention. Even as I say that, you're Christians, you're believers, you should be getting in your spirit a sense of where I'm going with distraction. Um, the way that this word developed in me was uh, while I was doing ergonomics, um, just a word came to my head, two words, white noise. And um, it wasn't spoken, nobody said it. Um, and I've dealt with white noise before in ergonomics. So I really didn't think anything of it other than it was kind of out of place at the time that it was given to me. I was literally distracted. I was talking to somebody and white noise came into me, um, into my, to my spirit. Um, and so I didn't really know why. So I started praying about it because it, w it wasn't going away. And I knew what white noise was in the physical sense. Um, if you're not familiar, white noise is basically a blend of all frequencies of noises. Any frequency a human can hear, you combine all those together and you get what we call white noise. Um, office places use that because they have open cube spaces. Basically, you know, they just have little partitions dividing them. And so companies will pump white noise, they use white noise makers, into that office um, in order to help you focus on your work. Basically, people click, 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 typing on their keyboard or the sound of a copier or the sound of somebody's voice. Um, so they put that white noise into that environment and it creates basically a buffer from those isolated noises. Um, so I knew this. And I'm like, Lord, I really don't understand why you're telling me that, why this word is, is sticking in my spirit. Um, and I went and I researched it a little bit and... Um, and I found out that basically white noise, um, if two or three people are talking, your brain can pick out one of two or three of those voices. So if three of us were talking right now, you guys could probably pick out one of those voices and, and understand it. Um, what white noise does is basically 
it creates a thousand voices. So now you can no longer distinguish between any one of those voices. It's just it's just a bunch of noise. Um, basically, you have a thousand. If you're trying to block out one person's voice, you have a thousand and one voices. Um, so I'm praying about this, and I still really didn't understand what the point of white noise was or why that was sticking to my spirit. And God started speaking to me that we are in a time of constant white noise. Um, we have never, ever been more distracted as a generation than now. Never. Never had more distractions than we have right now today. Tomorrow there will be more than there are today. Um, <coughs> we might not can control the volume of our neighbor's car, right? I mean, people actually put speakers on the outside of their car now so that you can enjoy their musical selection. Um, so you might, not can, you might not can tune that down, right? But you can make a choice for your own environment, so to speak, in your car. You can control those noises. <coughs> when we have a thousand voices and we cry out to God for one voice, we have a thousand and one voices, and we can no longer distinguish the voice of the Lord. Um, and we're in a time where we need to hear the voice of the Lord. Um, <coughs> maybe you say, I can't hear him. He's not speaking to me. Um, it is that he's speaking, but we see God in the word speaks in a soft whisper. Um, you're not going to be able to hear him if you have a thousand voices in your head. If you are pumping white noise, thank you, into your environment, if you are constantly adding noise into your head around you, it's going to be hard to distinguish the voice of the Lord. Um, and his voice has become a thousand and one. So, with that in mind, uh, the thing that I feel sticking in me is distraction is leading us to destruction. Um, I was going to say my title tonight is, oh, a ladybug. <laughs> <laughs> but really, what it is, is C-A-D-H-D, Right? Christian Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. <laughs> it's no longer just a, 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 a mental disorder. It's no longer a medical problem. In fact, I think most medical problems come after we have spiritual problems. Not in each individual, but my point is, if God was speaking about heart disease long before heart disease existed. Um, <coughs> we are living in an age where distraction has become a disorder in our life. Um, we crave disorder. Uh, we, most of us, including myself, don't like silence. I thought about tonight just starting off with 60 seconds of silence and be like, yeah. <laughs> right? It'd be hard to do. We're not used to it. Somebody um, will prophesy. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, which came first, the spiritual disorder or the physical disorder? <clears throat> Attention deficit and hyperactivity. Those are just political terms. Attention deficit. That is a nice way to say distraction. It is. It's just a nice positive spin. Um, hyperactivity, busyness. Th that's what those words mean if you break them down into their simple forms. Um, and it is, <clears throat> distraction is something that has been there since the beginning. of Man, it's just increased. Yes. I was thinking about just, you know, the people of the Bible. Adam and Eve, distracted by the desire to be independent of God. Cain, distracted by his anger. Esau, distracted by his physical hunger. Lot's wife, distracted by the ways of the world. She looked back longingly. Samson, distracted by the desire for a woman. Esther, distracted by a comfortable life. 
Although Esther stopped every distraction in order to seek God, and she saved the annihilation of the Jews. <clears throat> David, distracted by the desire for another man's wife. The person in uh, Luke and Mark described by Jesus that the seed was sown into the third soil where thorns came, and the they were distracted by worldly cares and the seductiveness of wealth. And Martha was distracted with our favorite, much serving, a.k.a. ministry. <laughs> Distractions today. You can think of they're going through your head right now. You're probably distracted while I'm talking because that's the, that is the environment we're in. Somebody is thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, I'm thinking about what I'm going to have for breakfast. Um, distractions, long work hours, social activities, cell phones, texting, internet, billboards, commercials, radio, TV, email, busyness, kids, my favorite dogs, ministry, meetings, traffic, and to-do lists. It, it, it's... There are infinite numbers of distraction in our life. Infinite numbers. Um, <clears throat> when's the last time you turned off the car, or the radio in your car and drove home in silence? I, I struggled with this for a long time and got done with me, and I learned to turn off the radio. Prior to that, I thought it was strange. My mom didn't turn on the radio in her car, and I'm thinking, what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Apparently, it was what's wrong with me, um, but to just drive home in silence. Um, the last time you went an entire day without using the TV or internet or checking your email or using the telephone. When's the last time any of us have done that? I can't tell you the last time I've done that in the last year. Um, two years, three years, however long cell phones have been around. Um, <coughs> we have become multitaskers, right? Multitasking was something that was invented for computers to do multiple things at once. Unless you're a PC. As my husband would say. Um, <laughs> if you're a PC, you can only do one thing at a time. <laughs> I don't know, so I agree with that statement. Um, we accomplish multiple tasks inadequately rather than a single task sufficiently. Right? I am a multitasker. I only feel productive if I do at least two things at once. Three things are preferred. I, don't, I rarely use the phone without actually doing something else. Rarely. I can't think. It's either in the car, making dinner, taking out the dishes in the dishwasher. Rarely. Um, I talk to my grandma, and she just uses the phone. <laughs> and every time that I'm on the phone with her, she says, what are you doing? Because I'm always doing something. Always doing something. It is becoming a generational, it is a problem. Um, if I could name uh, the generation now, I would name um, them either the multitaskers or the distractibles, mm -hmm. right? Um, I drive in Houston traffic every day of the week. And it is not uncommon to see somebody with the radio on driving, putting on their makeup, eating their breakfast, and talking on the phone mm -hmm. at one time. What's that? And a standard transmission. And a standard transmission. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a problem. We literally, we, we're destroying ourselves because we're so distracted. We're destroying each other because we're so distracted. <coughs> we are, the question that I have is, are we filling our life with so many voices, so much white noise, because we are scared to hear the voice of God, or because we want, don't want to have to respond to what he's going to say to us? Do we want to respond to him? And he says, don't do that. Have no other gods before me or beside me. Have no attention divided. It should be completely on me. Um, 
Maybe if we just fill our head with those things and say, well, I don't hear God. He doesn't speak to me. I can't hear him. Um, I don't think that it isn't that I don't believe God is not speaking today. I believe that we are distracted and can no longer hear. <clears throat> we are raising generations that don't know how to function without distractions. There are record numbers of text messages sent that are far beyond what I can fathom. Um, and when who has time for that? Who has time to send that many text messages? Somebody does. Um, and they must be doing that while they're doing other things. Um, if we keep ourselves distracted with a thousand voices, then maybe we won't have to deal with the one voice that is telling us to repent, to change, to put aside the things that are distracting our attention from him. <clears throat> if we can turn to James 1, 14 through 16. Always moving, 
restlessness, talks excessively, <laughs> difficulty waiting. I mean, uh, just hearing those, you know those are symptoms that we suffer from. And, and you don't have to go to a doctor for a diagnosis. I'm telling you, spiritually speaking, if you, if you, if you fall into those traps, then you have CADHD. <clears throat> just going to break down a few of these. Uh, easily distracted. Why does that matter? Why does it matter that we're easily distracted? We just read a song about Jesus, about him being jealous for us. He is jealous for us. <clears throat> he wants our undivided attention. He requires wholehearted devotion. He doesn't want you while you're on the phone with somebody else, right? He doesn't want you while you're doing all these things and not focusing on him. You can focus on him and do those things, but he doesn't want you to put him in the list of other to-dos. <clears throat> it become, if it becomes an obstacle to having our fo focus and attention on Christ or causes our attention to be divided, then we have set something else alongside or in front of him. <clears throat> we have created an idol and we are serving two masters. Or in this case, maybe 32 masters. Um, <clears throat> when we lose focus on Christ and he is no longer the center of our attention, that result is that we become misdirected, disoriented regarding our identity in Christ. When we no longer see him as who he is and he is no longer the center of our attention, we forget who we even are. We lose our identity um, and we, we become misdirected. The result of distraction is misdirection. <clears throat> if you guys can turn to Hebrews 12. <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't part of the turn. It's going to be Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. It says, Therefore, since we, have surrounded, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Sounds like the writer of Hebrews understood that there was, could be distractions to our attention on Jesus, and that we had to throw those things down, those things that would hinder um, our relationship with him. <clears throat> Another symptom does not follow directions. Israel had a hard time following directions, and I think that you could say Gentiles have an even harder time following directions. <clears throat> it's not something that we, we, Adam and Eve didn't follow directions. That's who we came from. So um, <clears throat> the word is full of instruction, full of instruction. And if we're distracted, we're not going to follow that direction and we're going to be misdirected. <clears throat> Proverbs 19, 16. You don't, you don't have to turn there. I'll read it to you. <coughs> Proverbs 19, 16 says, He who obeys instructions guards his life, but he who is contemptuous of his ways will die. I looked into that a little bit, and I personally believe that his ways is not our own ways, but the Lord's ways. If we don't follow his ways, we will surely die. Um, we cannot be so distracted and so ADHD 
um, that we no longer are able to follow his directions. <clears throat> Another symptom, does not finish tasks. Jesus himself said, my food is to do the will of who, him who sent me and to finish his work. Amen. Praise God that Jesus did not have C-A-D-H-D. <laughs> he would have got distracted on the way to the cross and be like, oh, I see, you know, some something over there. Let me go do that instead. I mean, consider that. Consider that if Jesus had that, we would we would not be here. That's right. We would have no hope. Um, if he wouldn't, if he were so easily distracted, he wouldn't have finished the work that the Father set before him. But praise God that he did. Um, but are you hearing clearly enough that you can say with confidence that you are finished finishing what he has called you to do? Do we say, "Oh, the Lord has called me to do thus and so"? Um, and then we get distracted and go do something else. And then when we go to do something else, we get distracted and we go do something else. And on and on and on. This has been a problem in my life. And God told me, Mandy, if you, if you have set something down that I told you to do, go back and pick it up. It doesn't matter how many times you dropped it. Go back and pick it up. Um, <coughs> 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8 says this. You can turn there. 2 Timothy. You're already in that area. Not too much turning required. Four, six through eight. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. I want to be able to say that. I've finished the race. God set before me these things, and these are the things that I did. Even if I messed up, I went back and I tried again. And if I messed up, I went back and I tried again. <clears throat> I want to be found faithful doing what the Lord has called me to do. <clears throat> Another symptom is that we do not appear to be listening when someone is speaking. Um, I have this happen with my husband watching TV sometimes. Did you hear what I said? Mm -hmm. Can you repeat me? <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think Adam has a shirt that says something about, am I listening? Do I look like I'm listening? Or something like that. Something like that. Um, Jesus said that the sheep listen to his voice and follow him. Have you heard his voice? Are you listening to him? Or do you just block it out whenever you think it's him? Whoa, that's too hard. That's not him. That's not him. A thousand more voices. I need something else. Ooh, let me turn on this radio. Ooh, I don't like what he 